0: The Encouragement Express is pulling in. It's the Encouragement Express Radio Show. The Encouragement Express train has pulled in. It's the Encouragement Express radio show coast to coast and around the world through cyberspace, including a number of different podcast networks that we're so uh, thankful for now uh, anchor spotify iheart radio which is the world's biggest podcast network breaker radio public google and uh, of course you can always tune in and maybe you are uh, right at the Encouragement Express radio Show dot com. And so it ends up right there in your computer, your smartphone, your iTablet, and uh, so glad to have you along. Uh, This is an old-fashioned whistle stop of encouragement, I like to call it, designed especially for my senior friends and caregivers around the world. And for those of you that are younger, Maybe in your 20s, 30s, 40s that listen to the radio show or 50s, I still consider you a pirate listener. One of my younger listeners out there tuning in. So glad to have you along. This is the radio show for the week of March 28th, 2021. And this year, that would be Palm Sunday, and uh, I'm actually recording this show. I'm still trying to catch up uh, from a couple weeks ago. Actually, it it began about six weeks ago, like a chain reaction of things going on, a couple secret missions I was doing out there on the road, some 14,000 miles of it, Uh, but it was good to be back in Iowa. I went to church with my wife Mia and my grandson Ethan, and I'm gonna get that picture on Facebook. He's a real character, he's eight years old and his mom is finishing up a deployment overseas and she'll be home soon. So uh, I was excited to be at church on Palm Sunday. I'm Michael Facciani, soloist, music evangelist, and the spiritual UPS man. I call myself that because I'm just a little guy that travels the earth, travels the country, I pick up what I believe is God's encouragement that literally is at the doorstep of your heart. I I scan it spiritually, package it, and take it to the next destination, the spiritual UPS man. And we're rounding out 10 years here in just a couple months. And I just checked my miles, added them up after I got back from Pennsylvania, 695,896 ground miles of travel. Your prayers, your encouragement has been with me the whole time. So I want to welcome you right now to my senior family of friends listening right now. If you're new to this radio show, I want to give you a little hint here. And I like to remind you, even if you've listened for a long time. Don't listen like it's a big teaching program or preaching program. Uh, There are a lot of great ones out there teaching programs, preaching programs. There's people that do that a lot better than me. You might get a little teaching, a little preaching mixed in, but I want you to listen as a friend, as if I was right across your kitchen or dining room table. I want you to experience the encouragement. Uh, encouragement is very important. Uh, I like to talk about the, the verse Romans 1.12 where we encourage one another in our mutual faith in the Lord. Okay. Now, I, I always like to pick a theme, though. And here's the theme. And I try to pick a the, the theme title so it grabs a little bit of attention. How about this one? Can we skip the fake stuff? <laughs> Can we skip the fake stuff now I already have a thought coming into my mind here that I didn't write down and you've heard me mention it uh, before I was in not far from Baltimore Maryland with a, a, a pastor right before the service and his name is uh, Steve pastor Steve there and uh, Smith is his last name some call him Smitty I guess if you got a last name of Smith you can go by Smitty sometimes Well, we were talking about Jesus and we were talking about religion and the difference between religion and Christianity. There's a big difference. They're really kind of opposites when you think about it because religion is man's attempt to reach out to God. Man's attempt to reach out to God. That's religion in in a nutshell. Christianity is totally different that was god reaching down to man and that's what makes our quote religion i'm just putting it in that category for a second as a comparison and as a juxtaposition i've been wanting to use that word for a while so i thought i'd stick it right in there to other religions other religions are always trying to reach out to god Well, Christianity is God reaching out to man. And that's what happened uh, at Easter time, literally, when Christ gave himself willingly on the cross. So me and Pastor Steve were talking about this, and and Pastor Steve blurted out this. It was religion that put Christ on the cross. And you can mark that one down. That's the truest statement you'll ever hear. It was religion, man's attempt to reach out to God and in some cases man's attempt to be God. Okay, I'm preaching here a little bit so I need to calm down. Like my son Vinny says, you need to calm down. Okay, here we go. Can we skip the fake stuff? The fake stuff, you know, like acting like things are okay when they're not. Okay? Uh, putting on the happy face before we go into church. Now I'm not saying that you want to go into church, you know, wearing all of your problems on your sleeve. okay? I'm not saying that. But we need to remember when I say put on the happy face going on into church, certainly we want to present ourselves uh, in, in the, the sanctuary, in the congregation, when we gather together. Uh, in a positive light when we can. But, you know, there's times we just can't. I mean, life stinks. And sometimes it can, we can go through a difficult week and we kind of juke and jive, fake our way through, you know, uh, to put on that happy face so that no one thinks that we have any problems. I'm going to share something with you here, and, and I, I picked out what I call the epilogue in my Thank You for Your Story CD, and I'll share more about that when we get to it here in about 15 minutes, but it's really the summation of my Thank You for Your Story. I always use it at the very end, and so since it's a, a story or storybook kind of a CD, I have a, a preface, and at the end, an epilogue. And so I was never really good at reading or anything like that, so it actually made myself feel good by putting a a preface in there and an epilogue in there. But I'm going to share with you the epilogue. And what the epilogue has in it is the fact that we need to lay down some of those weapons and tools and different things that we try to do and to conjure up to make our life be okay. And, uh, you know... I really believe the world, the people that don't know Christ, are going to be better served by us as believers when we are authentic, when we are real, when we cut out some of the fakeness, when we start to be a little more transparent, when we uh, begin to admit that we can't do it, on our own, we can't make it on our own. Uh, if if we stop putting on a front or that happy face, you know, I it, in my travels I get to a lot of churches, and I am convinced. Now I'm going to share something here. If you if you can really catch this here, so if you're If you're a little distracted, and I can be too, I mean, I was in the church service yesterday and I was thinking about all of the things that I had to do since I had been gone from my office for like nine days. All of the things that I had to get done, you know, my mind was wandering. And so, (laughs) yes, that can happen to me too. I realize so many of you that tune in think I'm perfect. Well, that's a laugh. I'm not, and you probably know I'm not. And hopefully I don't come off as being perfect or having it all together, because I don't. But I believe in my travels, if you're ready for this one, especially men who don't know Christ personally and men who do know Christ personally have kind of given up on ever believing that God is gonna really use them because we sometimes preach and teach that we've got to live this perfect life, a life free from obstacles and problems. I know we don't mean to, I know we don't mean to, but we come across this way sometimes where the quote Christian life is unattainable. And what I just said there (laughs) really doesn't make any sense. It makes sense the way I shared it. The Christian life is unattainable. Well, the Christian life, I'm not sure that we even have that in the proper perspective because the only life that we have is Jesus Christ himself in us. Now, you've heard me quote this. I've quoted it in my songs. i quoted it in, in front of in my live performances. I've quoted it in this this radio show many times. I love Galatians uh, 2.20. It's probably my favorite verse in the Bible because it just encapsulates, I believe, the quote, Christian life. Sometimes we have made the Christian life into how we live, how we live. Uh, (laughs) I don't want to get off on a rabbit trail, but I was hooking up a necklace, you know, one of those fall necklaces for my dad. My dad's going to be 89 this year and he's a little more delicate these days I know he thinks everything's under control but he's not quite as stable as before and I was hooking up this necklace and getting it uh, synced in with the medical alert system and they they put me on a 15-minute uh, test standby and so I dropped the necklace because it's got fall detection on it and I dropped it and immediately you could hear on the speaker that was hooked up to the telephone, emergency, emergency. <laughs> I want you to remember this emergency, emergency. When you believe that the Christian life is about how you live it, I want you to hear in your mind, and your heart, emergency, emergency. And the reason why I want you to hear the emergency is the Christian life is not about how you live it. It's about Jesus Christ living through you and me. Okay, now I've gone from preaching to teaching here, so i got to calm down here again. The Christian life is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's why I'm not even sure... The phrase Christian life is is even in the Bible. I don't think it is. If someone sees it in there somewhere, you let me know, and I'll I'll, I'll stand corrected. But we think the Christian life is how we live the Christian life. The Christian life is about... All right, I said, let's just... Why don't we just, you know, quote Ephesians 2.20. For I am crucified with Christ... Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I, but Christ liveth in me. Now it goes on to say, and the life I now live, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now you see, it's really about Christ, we've been crucified with Christ and dead. And the life we now live, we live by our, our faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us. But Apostle Paul said, Yet not I, not I. The Christian life is not about I, you, me, us. It's about Christ in us. That's the Christian life. And going back to what I'm going to say about men, Especially, And I know women can be the same, and you, you can, you can uh, judge that you, this yourself. I believe that sometimes we have literally set our evangelism and our outreach ministry up for failure. We've set it up for failure. We've self-sabotaged it because we try to convince people that they need to live this pure life, they need to live this life free of mistakes, quit every sin, and I'm not saying that we should not, <laughs> that we should not uh, repent and turn a different way. But you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna round out 44 years knowing Christ in uh, goodness gracious. It's, it's it's coming up on Thursday, April 1st, 1977. It'll be 44 years. The old enemy knows. When we, in ourselves, are trying to live, quote, the Christian life on our own, he's, he can get us isolated. We need to depend on Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit, living through us and live into this, in the spirit and not in the flesh, not in ourselves. And I believe that sometimes we come across where we lead people to believe that the, quote, Christian life is us Living the best that we can. That's not life transformation. That is not the gospel. The gospel is about Christ and Christ in us, not us trying to live it. That's religion. That is religion, period. It's about Christ living through us. You know what? You know what I've learned? I've learned it's a lot easier by... Doing what I can just to allow Christ to live through me and not me trying to live it on my own. Because when I get involved, I get, I get messed up. The, my, everything goes wrong. That's when stuff gets screwed up. Is when, when I get involved in something. Let me share something that happened in our church service just um, yesterday. And again, as I, as I record this on March 29th, Monday. It was the Palm Sunday service. And our pastor was, uh, and I need to get a message over to him. We go to quite a large church. But he went up there and he was admitting he was transparent of some things that he was going through in his life. Now again, here's the theme. Here's the theme for this week's radio show. Can we skip the fake stuff? He was talking about um, some frustrations that he was going through with some people that, you know, weren't agreeing with him and talking bad about him. And I don't know the whole story. He didn't go into great detail other than to say that someone from the church, you know, called him out on some things and they got together. And the pastor said he had to admit to some things that he was a little off base on And when he did that, I heard a ding, 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 especially in the men's hearts and ears saying, you know what, if the pastor makes a few mistakes and he can continue on, I can do that. Transparency works, transparency is powerful. Skipping the fake stuff is so important for other people to realize, you know what, it really isn't about me. I am gonna make my mistakes in my own life. But it's Christ that's the perfect one. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory, yet not I, but Christ in me. That is the true, quote, Christian life. Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's not about us trying to do the best we can. That's religion. That's religion, and that's what put Christ on the cross. Can we skip the fake stuff? Can we get away from acting when things are all right when they're really not? Did you ever try to share your faith with somebody and shift gears a little bit? And rather than trying to convince them that they need to do better or they need to quit this or quit that, you know what? We all need to quit stuff. We all need to quit more stuff than we can possibly believe. If we think that we are ever going to arrive in our quote, Christian life, by quitting this and quitting that and quitting this and quitting that, we can't, our righteousness is as filthy rags. We need to acknowledge and submit to the righteousness of Christ. We can't do it on our own. Did you ever notice when you sat down with someone and this works particularly well in what some call accountability groups or small groups when someone admits that they have a problem with something it actually gives me strength because it makes me realize that hey someone else is struggling with something and i struggle with something else we are in this prayer boat here together trusting god And we need to look to him because he is the only perfect one. Can we skip this fake stuff? Can we skip the facade? Can we skip the the happy face? And again, I'm not saying to go in with a mean face in church. I'm just saying that can we quit thinking that everything has to be perfect in our life? For us to love God, for us to know God, for us to realize that he's never going to turn his back on us. God turned his back on Jesus Christ when he was on the cross because God saw that sin. Christ became sin for us, the Bible said. And God, catch this one here, if you've never heard this or understood this, God turned his back on his son on the cross so that he would never do that to you. And what he did on the cross, the book of Hebrews says, he gave his life once and for all. Once and for all, for you and I. And we can't do it on our own. So why do we keep trying? Why do we keep trying this fake stuff, acting sometimes like we've got it all together when we don't? Have you ever seen that power of transparency or authenticity on display in a church service from the pulpit, from your pastor, or in a small group where there's someone in that group that may be... They're young in the Lord and and they're still trying to gain their confidence in God by faith. When someone shares something they're going through and they realize, wow, 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 that person has to really trust God just like I do. I'm just like them. I got to trust God just like them. That's authenticity, that's being authentic. That's being transparent, and I believe in that power of being transparent. When we say, you know what? I just can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it on my own. Yet the Bible says that we can do all things through Christ. But remember, it's through that portal of his power. When he says that when we are weak, yet are we strong. It's always in him not on ourselves and I believe I truly believe that's why many men struggle to gain their footing in their faith because we've come across to them that they need to live this near perfect life that's not what the Christian life is that's religion when we're trying to do it on our own through our own self-righteousness that is what put Christ. the cross and if you're not free from that in your life it took me over 20 years over half of my 44 years now just short of 44 years just short by a couple days here three days thursday will be 44 years it took me over half of those 44 years to understand that it's not me it's christ in me, the hope of glory. It's it's already settled that he loves me. He kept the law for me. I don't have to do it. Doesn't mean I'm not gonna try to be the best person I can. I just don't trust in any of that. I trust in what he did, not in what I do. Can we skip the fake stuff, everybody? Especially going into Easter this week. If we invite someone, if we share our faith, can we point them to the cross and the empty tomb? I picked out this narration here. I fell in love with uh, the, uh, the track to it. The track is literally called Last Battle. And I want this to be your last battle in mine where we trust in ourselves. Let's trust in Christ. And, and, and we can be Christians, and slip back into that earthly and fleshly mentality that we can do it alone. Can we skip the face, the fake stuff? Can we skip it? I call this the epilogue in my thank you for your story, CD, I'll come back and pray for you. As I travel the country thanking people for their stories, I can tell that many feel like there are chapters, in their storybooks that they're ashamed of. Chapters that they wish didn't exist. Chapters that were full of pain and hurt and heartache. But I have good news for you. It's the only story you've got. And I truly believe that God can take those chapters of your life and mine, the ones that hurt the most, and use them for His glory. And I encourage you, regardless of how many chapters you've got left in your life, that you reach out to God and give Him back the eternal pen, so that He can write the rest of your story. And those things that set your life back and mine, might we lay them down and allow Him to take control of the eternal pen. Allow Him to be the author and the finisher of our faith so that we're not out trying on our own, that we'll lay all of those things down and be able to say what the Apostle Paul said, For I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. (laughs) Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I count it a privilege to be a part of the mutual faith that you and I share in our God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. So may I salute you for your faith. May I thank you for your faith. Thank you for that chapter in your storybook that includes your acknowledgement of Jesus Christ as Lord and as Savior. Thank you for being a part of his great and vast kingdom through faith. Thank you for who you are, for who God made you to be. Thank you for your story. Father, I pray for my friend right now, Lord, that you will use them mightily as they share their life and their story, Lord, the good and the bad. And I know that you can take some of those heartaches, Lord, and use them for your glory. Use our story of faith and our story of loss, our our story of falling short. Use that, Lord, to show others their need for you as well. I pray, Lord. Uh, for your strength and your courage to be upon those, especially going into Easter this week, to share their faith, to share our faith for your glory in Jesus' name. Well, I'm Michael Facciani, soloist, music evangelist, and the spiritual UPS man promising you I'll continue to carry your encouragement with me for ten thousands of miles. On Christ the is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand.